Welcome to the Next Level Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Harrop. I've been in different leadership positions over the last seven years, and the most rewarding thing is when I'm able to help women on their way to a promotion or a better position with another company. I'm here to help so many more women see their potential and implement small changes every day to make a huge impact in their career. I focus on confidence, self-awareness, communication, growth mindset, networking, and more. If you're ready to believe in yourself and take action, you're in the right place. Let's go. Welcome back to another episode of Next Level Leaders. Today's podcast is a little different where I'm sharing more about me and my story. I talk a lot about being open and vulnerable as one of my strengths, and I want you to better understand where I'm coming from because I feel it helps you to really see where my heart is and what has affected me at my core to best understand me. When I open up and be vulnerable to my team, to women I surround myself with, or to my audience, I hope you feel it gives you permission and some relief that it's okay to be open and vulnerable as well. Are you following me on Instagram? I do more stories on there frequently. I feel that I definitely can show my personality a little bit more. I don't know why when I'm doing podcast episodes, I do get a little bit more serious and on my Instagram stories, I'm definitely more playful and provide short feedback that you can take in on your day-to-day and really implement small things, which is a huge push as to why I publish this podcast as well. I don't want all my episodes to be extremely long. I want you to be able to take quick action and be able to apply it to your day-to-day versus feeling overwhelmed by all of the information that I'm sharing. So today's episode is going to be a little bit different where I am going in into my story a little bit deeper uh, so that you can best understand where I am coming from. But on Instagram, I am going to share more of my personal side as well uh, as the little bit of information so that you can get to know me better too. Alright, so let's jump into the content for today's episode. In 2015, I got the call. In 2016, she was sentenced to prison. 2017, I found out I was pregnant and got laid off from my job. 2018, new opportunities arose, but I still felt unfulfilled. In 2019, I got serious about coaching. That's the high-level overview of the last four years. I'm definitely going to jump more into the specifics to share with you everything that's been going on and kind of what's brought me to where I'm at today. I want to share with you more information as to why I feel that my mom's prison sentence helped me to get more serious about becoming a women's leadership coach. The biggest thing is obviously that life is too short and you never know what's around the corner or what's going to happen next. So for me, realizing at some point, which we'll get to when I was going to take the transition to start working towards becoming a women's leadership coach uh, was really important to me. So I hope that this uh, resonates with you. And my goal for this episode is for you to understand where I'm coming from, and how everything in the last few years has helped lead me up to exactly where I'm meant to be today. So let's jump into some of the details leading up to today. Okay, so going back to 2015, it was an early July, 
and I got a phone call from my mom and it was different than her normal phone calls. I remember I was leaving work and I had just gotten to my car and was sitting in the parking lot and she asked me if I was sitting down and she had something that she needed to tell me and my heart just sank. I honestly thought that she was going to be telling me that she had cancer or something really serious about her health. What she ended up sharing with me was that she had been dishonest for a number of years and that she was going to be getting in some pretty serious trouble and that she was likely going to serve some time in jail. That news was extremely hard for me to hear. Uh, My mom has not had the perfect past. Uh, She had previously been incarcerated almost 25 years ago and had really worked hard to be a better person and to try to make the right choices in any given scenario and all of us were super proud of her friends, family, everyone had been super supportive of her since her initial time that she had previously been incarcerated. So to hear this happen again was such a shock. I was very speechless and had a really hard time taking in that information. My siblings, I have triplet sisters who are younger than me and They knew I was having a hard time. I knew they were having a hard time and they were so sweet. They drove down. It's about an hour and a half away that uh, we live apart and they drove down to see me and we just cried together, uh, taking all the information in and trying to process it because we, it was, it was very much a blind side. So we didn't even know how to like take in all the information at the time in the next year. Not a lot happened in the sense of feeling like there was a lot of progression and it kind of just seemed like it was in the back of everyone's mind. We talked about it occasionally, but it didn't get really serious until right before uh, she was going in front of a judge. That was going to be in May of 2016 and it seems like... None of us really knew what to expect, what was going to happen. We did know that she was being faced with three different felonies, uh, up to a maximum of 15 years each. And in May of 2016, she was sentenced to prison. It was really hard for us to take everything in again our world felt like it was totally rocked and when the judge initially sentenced her most of us didn't understand what was happening because it all happened really quickly is what it felt like um he pretty much gave her the maximum sentence that she could get uh it was for securities fraud and the maximum amount of time is 30 years And that's essentially what it sounded like he was sentencing her for. So obviously all of us were in total shock and were in tears and didn't even know what to expect next. Uh, It was a really hard day and obviously there's been tough days since, but that one was 
obviously the biggest reality that this was happening and that she was not going to be in our daily lives for the foreseeable future. I remember going and trying to tell my boss at the time what was happening and keep him in the loop. And bless his heart, he is really hit or miss with self-awareness. And I remember going into saying like, hey, we need to talk and went into this room. I remember like sitting across from him and saying like, I have something I need to tell you. And he knew me and my husband had been trying to get pregnant for a couple of years at that point. And he honestly thought I was going to tell him that I was pregnant. And in my head, I'm thinking, how is my voice or my face that I'm like almost in tears about to tell you this news even like remotely seem like I am about to share something positive. (laughs) So I kind of laughed a little bit, but I was like, oh my gosh, this is really awkward. Uh, I'm going to have to tell you that what I came in here to talk to you about is that my mom was sentenced to prison and that I need some grace so that I can fully process what's going on. So if I wasn't as active in meetings or if I was coming in a little bit late or leaving a little bit early on certain days that were harder than others that he would be understanding and not need to uh, fully worry about me that I was still going to be getting my work done but there were times that I needed some space and wanted him to be fully aware of what was going on. Uh, Later on in 2016 I got a new position uh, at the same company. It was kind of like a senior management position but not fully Uh, and I was really excited when I initially got the role, I was going to be working with different people and was really excited about the challenge, uh, especially since I was potentially going to be in a higher role than being a manager, but I, I quickly realized it wasn't really the direction that I wanted to head in. And part of that was that I knew that I'm supposed to be, managing people and helping people reach their full potential and in these different senior management positions I was realizing it wasn't as much people focused in a sense it was most it was more so focusing on quarterly goals and project management instead of people leadership uh, which I realized wasn't necessarily going to benefit me in the way that I was looking for. So at that point, I was kind of confused uh, because I I knew it wasn't the direction that I wanted to head in, but I also knew that that was the next natural step is into more of like a senior management position. So I was kind of unsure of what I wanted to do because I, of course, want growth and want to see like that I'm continuing to make progress. But how do I do that and also not work in that type of a role to where I still felt like I was really helping lead and mentor and guide uh, my employees. So it was later in 2016, it was actually December, that my mom was seen by the parole board. What I had found out was that after the judge had sentenced her, that he can recommend a sentence, but he actually isn't the end-all be-all for the say of how long she was going to be incarcerated for. 
So it was, it was December of 2016 when she got an updated sentence, so to say, where she goes in front of the parole board. She basically like re-explains her case and any of the victims uh, who she had essentially taken money from and didn't have the money to pay them back, they were able to come and plead their case as well. So uh, there wasn't as many victims who showed up to the additional December meeting as there were in May, but they, of course, were able to get their say in whether it was in person or via a letter. So after that meeting, we were constantly updating the website where it would let us know when she was going to be seen by the parole board next or if there was an actual release date. And I remember I was at a girlfriend's house and I was driving home My brother had actually asked me to stop and get him some food and it was a straight up snowstorm blizzard. I was one of the only ones on the road. It was really late at night going through the drive-thru of an actual Popeye's for my brother because it was the only place that was open and I ended up finding out through a text that her sentence was extended to Uh, 2022 for the next time that she'd be seen by the parole board. So it wasn't an actual release date. It was them saying that they would reconsider her case or review her case again at that time and either let her out or extend her sentence from there. I remember I just broke down in tears again. It's like going through that whole process over again and feeling really defeated and frustrated and just lost in general. Uh, when it's your own parent who is going through this, it's something I don't wish on other people for sure, but it was definitely a hard time going through those emotions all over again when I felt like I was finally getting a little bit more clarity or feeling like I was back into my normal groove of things uh, just to have it all come back crumbling down in in December. In 2017, me and my husband decided that we were going to pursue the route of IUI or IVF to help us get pregnant. Unfortunately, we had struggled for over three years to get pregnant and that was kind of the natural next step for us to see if if it was going to work out for me to get pregnant. And it was in April when I found out that we had a successful IVF transfer and that we were actually pregnant, and I was so excited. I remember finding out and pulling a few of my girlfriends uh, from work and telling them, and just we were all excited and crying because they knew the struggle that I had gone through to get pregnant and everything that had happened in the last year. So it was a huge celebration. We were so excited. And then the next week, I was laid off from my job. So it was one high, one extreme high to another extreme low. I worked for this company for three years and felt like I really put so much into what I was doing. And like I said, I had worked in that role that was somewhat more of a senior level and knew that that wasn't the right place for me. And when some changes happened prior to 2017, 
uh, I had been moved back to being in the customer support side of things, uh, managing or helping support other teams uh, in the interim before I started working with my own team again. So I knew that there were things that I didn't want to promote into and that position definitely helped me realize and have some additional clarity. And I had had conversations with other team members about what I wanted from my future, what I where I wanted to grow into. Uh, so I was definitely thinking about new opportunities, but I had not really put a ton of thought into it and what I wanted to do. So when I was laid off, it was a huge shock. I was definitely not prepared for that, but I found peace in realizing that it was probably for the best being kind of pushed on to the next thing uh, before I was really ready, I guess. My main goal was to find a job that had good insurance uh, where I thought I could make a difference. Uh, That's really the biggest thing for me is wanting to implement changes or make a difference within the company that I work for. So when I am on the job hunt, I look for companies where I feel that I could really contribute and uh, make a difference while I'm working there. So I did end up finding a job pretty quickly after that where I thought I could definitely make some changes or improvements or help contribute uh, to their cause. And their insurance was amazing. Like it honestly paid for almost everything uh, for the hospital. So it ended up being a huge blessing in that regard. Uh, But I always, you know, struggled not having my mom around when that's what I always pictured for, you know, going through the whole process of being pregnant, being able to call her whenever I have questions or, you know, hormones raging and need someone to ground me. Uh, it, It was hard feeling like I didn't have my mom around to call or to reach out to and then it really started hitting me hard when I realized that she wasn't going to be there for the birth of my baby and again I just it's something I never pictured not having her there or having her help afterwards and so I was I just felt really lost Uh, I am so grateful I have an amazing mother-in-law and such an amazing family where everyone was able to step up and be there for me knowing that my mom wasn't going to be able to have that opportunity and of course that always makes it difficult when she would love to be there as well and just can't. Uh, In 2018 I got a new job so After I had my first daughter in December of 2017, I was not ready to come back in a full-time capacity. I had offered my previous company the option of if they wanted to utilize me for some different projects uh, that needed to get done, I would be happy to work on those and basically clock my time when I'm able to work on those different projects because I know with a newborn there was no way I was going to be able to commit to certain times or to be anywhere close to full time. So I offered that and they decided that that was not what they were looking for. So uh, we decided to part ways. And it was shortly after that that a previous colleague had introduced me to uh, my current 
employer uh, who said that they were a small company looking to expand and they were looking to have someone help with some of their social media management. So I started working for them and it was perfect. It was something that was slow growing in the sense that I was taking on hours as I could and as things had gotten busier and there were more projects, I started taking on more and also it was nice to have that transition of not having to go back somewhere full-time so abruptly. So I was able to stay at home and work from home for most of the year um, up until about August uh, when there was a storefront that uh, my current company opened and I started working more in the office um, towards the end of the year. I also actually worked at a Top Golf uh, here locally in Salt Lake City, and oh my gosh, it was so much fun. But it was a lot of walking. Like that place is huge, and I, no joke, lost probably like eight pounds in a matter of a few weeks because I was walking so often. I don't know how I did it, like with a newborn, and because I started working there when she was two months old. And I worked from the shift started around like 4.30 or 4.45 in the afternoon and went typically until like, I don't know, anywhere from like 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. So being on my feet, running around and then getting home and having her wake up in the middle of the night, I was not getting a lot of sleep. And then during the day when I had the time when she was sleeping, I was also working for that other company as well. So it was so much going on. I was definitely at that point working more than 50 hours in a week, uh, working at Top Golf as well as my day job. So it was a little bit of insanity, but sometimes when I have a lot going on personally, it's easy to just take a lot on for work and stay busy in what I'm doing so that I don't have to think so much about what's going on uh, at home, especially with everything that happened with my mom. So that was definitely a crazy time. And granted, I only worked there for a few months, but it was perfect. And I loved so many of the coworkers that I met there. It was probably towards the end of 2018. Uh, I was talking with the CEO of my current company and discussing different types of roles that I would want to work in. And I thought it was so amazing that I worked at a company where they were asking me what I wanted to do for that company, how I wanted to contribute, what roles would I be really successful at, what would I do if I had the opportunity to choose my actual role. And it took me some time to think about it. It was probably a couple of months and... Honestly, one day when I was driving, so to back up a little bit, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I have been listening to podcasts probably since I found out like I was pregnant with my daughter is when I first started really getting into podcasts. And so that was what, early 2017. So I'd been listening to podcasts for only about a year, maybe almost two years at that time. And I thought it'd be so cool to do something um, in regards to podcasting, like what would I even talk about? Who would even care what I was sharing? 
And honestly, one day I was driving, I can't remember if I was listening to a podcast, but I had been thinking about what I want to do with my life, what I want to do with my career, what could I, what would I do if I had the choice? And it honestly just like came to me as clear as day that I am being called or that my next journey was going to be to become a women's leadership coach helping women get promoted at work. It's something that I had struggled with uh, myself and I've had so many bumps along the way, but to think of where I am today and how much I've overcome and how I've helped so many other women along the way, it just, it was clear as day that it made sense that that was what I was being called to do next. And I felt so much peace after that thought and driving in, I just was really excited of like, what in the world? Like, what am I even going to do here? How is this going to work? So that was right around the end of 2018 when I knew that that was my next path and I was not sure exactly where to take it. So throughout this time, at the end of 2018, uh, as well as into 2019, um, my mom does get visits. She gets visits uh, face-to-face through the glass is what we call it uh, where you speak to her on a phone through the glass and those are 30-minute meetings. She gets those twice a week uh, but the she's been relocated to a jail in a different county and so it is definitely a little bit of a drive to get there. It's at least an hour drive for me and a little bit longer for some of my other family members. And then when you get in and check in and then are able to speak with her and then by the time you drive home, it is probably a little over three hours for me of time. So it's not always easy to get up there to see her for the two designated days and the short window uh, that you have to be there uh, to check in by in order to see her uh, can be difficult. And she also has gotten some face-to-face or in-person meetings uh, where they happen usually every other month, sometimes a little bit longer. They've redone their policies at that specific jail as far as how many people can go or how long the time is. And on those ones, uh, usually we have gotten about three hours uh, and sometimes it's been shorter, like an hour and 45 minutes where we actually get to go into one of the rooms and um, get to talk with her and hug her and um, have a little bit more time in a group setting versus just the one person getting to speak with her for 30 minutes. Uh, So things are always changing. She unfortunately hasn't been able to get any sort of updates as far as uh, seeing the parole board any sooner. And it's, it's a lot on us family members Uh, which we've all really like come so much closer together in this time because big events like this can definitely tear families apart or create additional space. And for us, we've just really come closer together and been there for each other, supported each other through everything, which has been so nice. And it's easy to, you know, call one of my siblings and be able to talk to them about anything that's going on and vice versa. Uh, But it is hard. It's a lot of money commitment in the sense that uh, the phone calls from the jail are not free. Uh, So to be able to help 
uh, fund that. Us siblings take turns uh, putting money on my mom's books and just different things that go into that as far as additional things she may need uh, each month. And so it definitely takes a little bit of a toll in that regard because it's trying to figure out what we can all help contribute and what makes sense and you know, thinking of hiring lawyers and what that looks like to help try to get her in front of the parole board sooner has also been, you know, a a topic of discussion within the family. And it's, it's never easy to discuss how we're going to try to approach something that obviously has no guarantee that that's going to help in any way uh, to potentially get her in front of a parole board sooner or for her to potentially get a shorter sentence and get out earlier. So, It's definitely uh, a little bit of a toll on all of our emotions and again that happens in different waves uh, where sometimes there are months where all of us are great and things are great and then something might happen and it just kind of brings you back to uh, square one where we're trying to figure out where to go from there. But in 2019 was when I really got serious about coaching. It was in January that I decided like I said, life is too short and you just never know what what life has in store for you. So I figured I had to take a risk on myself and really invest in myself to take that next step. And I decided to hire a business coach and I got in a group coaching program, which was 12 weeks long. And basically had check-ins every week and held myself accountable, wanted to make sure that I was following through on everything that I said I was going to do. Um, Obviously, that coaching program wasn't free, so I wanted to make sure I got the best out of it and uh, really started investing in myself to um, start making more progress on my business. So started growing my coaching business, uh, definitely slow, uh, where I had started a brand new Instagram and working through all of that and, you know, getting interest from people uh, to, you know, consider taking that same risk that I took and investing in themselves, uh, which a lot of women, it's, it's a different kind of approach than some of the other approaches of health and wellness and that type of thing or getting um, like weight loss programs or Uh, gym membership or fitness programs are definitely super different than investing in yourself for your own career. And it's something that I haven't seen a whole ton of specific coaches that are like me, Uh, definitely some career coaches. But as far as like helping getting women promoted at work or really just doing so many great things within their current position and being like bringing themselves to that next level, I haven't seen as much of. So It was like exciting and intimidating at the same time because I knew that that meant that it was a possible uphill battle in the sense that people weren't as familiar with what I was offering. Uh, So I was going to have to really try to explain myself and help people get to know, like, and trust me before I was ever going to start making money as an actual coach. So that has been uh, what I've been doing for the entirety of 2019, as well as keeping my full-time job and doing everything that I can do there to help the business be successful on that end uh, for my day job. And then on the evenings and weekends is really where I uh, fit in the time to grow my coaching business. 
So I have loved doing that. It's been so much fun. The people I've gotten to know have just been really amazing. And the women that I've coached so far have seen so much progress. So every time I have a coaching session, it just reignites my fire to keep uh, going and continue to share my message with everyone out there, which is a big reason why I wanted to launch a podcast, uh, is to get out there and help people give, you know, as much free information as I can, but also knowing that no matter how much free information that I give, unless I'm speaking with you directly, uh, that's going to be the biggest way that we can make an impact together in your career to make sure you know, what have you implemented so far? How is that working for you? Um, Discussing like the different types of leadership or the different types of people you're working with. And that's how we can make some serious progress. So it has been, like I said, so much fun this last year, really honing in on my coaching. Uh, Of course, I ended up finding out I was pregnant in February. So I was still pretty new into working with my business coach. And when I was pregnant with my first daughter, I definitely had a heightened sense of anxiety, especially around social media. So when I was pregnant with her, I really kind of stepped back from social media in general for quite a few months. And then I realized that wasn't going to be as easy or as doable with this pregnancy because I definitely had a lot of things I wanted to accomplish uh, within the beginning of the year. But of course, I gave myself grace and didn't give up, you know, overnight. It was one of those things where if I was having a day where I felt like social media felt overwhelming, I didn't get on to post or to interact with people. I definitely gave myself grace in that sense of really just knowing what I needed in that moment and knowing that of course, missing one day or a couple days or a week of not being on online, that it was not going to mean the end of my business. So uh, I feel like things got delayed a little bit in regards to that, uh, figuring out really what I wanted to do and how I was going to approach this year uh, with being pregnant and uh, being due in mid-October and how that looked for all my clients and how that was all going to line out. So Uh, yeah, I'm just really excited. Things have grown progressively within the last few months, uh, especially, and I think it's worked out perfect that, uh, I'm going to be having a baby in the next month because, uh, then I can really start bringing on additional clients, uh, towards the beginning of next year and really hit the ground running in 2020. So really looking forward to that and helping more women in their journey and, I've loved so far just being able to hop on LinkedIn and give some advice or in different Facebook groups. Like I'm trying to just give advice wherever I can and knowing that that is paying it forward and giving that advice is going to come back to me as well. And so I'm I'm just really excited about what uh, 2020 has to bring. And obviously within my own family, trying to figure out what's going to make the most sense with my mom and how we can help her see if there's opportunities to potentially get out sooner or have a lesser sentence uh, through the parole board. We are always brainstorming and trying to figure out ideas as to what's going to make most sense for our family. All right, well that was a lot of information shared over the last, I don't know, 25-30 minutes. So uh, 
Definitely hope you were able to get some things out of there. If nothing else, I hope you can understand where I'm coming from. Again, um, being open and vulnerable, knowing that, you know, in everyone's life, there's something going on that most people aren't going to know about. Uh, For me, I do try to be a little bit more open and vulnerable in the sense that trying to share that from a place of connection. If you are going through similar things or something else personal, I hope this episode gives you permission to give yourself grace in certain times in need and just knowing exactly what you need in that moment and allowing yourself that time because not everything needs to happen overnight or all at once. So give yourself some of that grace because for me, there's definitely been times where I've needed to take a step back or to take a breath or to take an additional break. So just know yourself and give yourself that permission. Have open communication with people around you. If no one knows what's going on, they can likely sense that something is going on. But if you can feel comfortable providing that and building those relationships, you know, with some of the information I've shared in past episodes, if you can build good relationships with your coworkers or with your leadership team, Uh, I know that they'll be more understanding and more flexible in these types of situations like I've experienced myself. So I really hope this episode resonates with you and that you can understand everyone has their battles that they're facing. Some people are going to be more open to sharing and some aren't. So if you take that step of being open and vulnerable at first, you would be surprised at what people reciprocate. Uh, as far as information goes of what they're actually working through as well. And I think if we all were a little bit more open in the sense of, you know, coming from a good place and wanting to have that additional connection, I think we'd all be so much more understanding of everything that everyone's going through and be able to really step up and help people when they are in need. And I hope that if that's you, that you don't feel overwhelmed and drowned by so much of the responsibilities that you've been given and that you can help uh, rely on other people in times of need as well. So with that, I will see you on next week's episode. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Next Level Leaders. If today's episode resonated with you, please take a quick screenshot, share it to your Instagram and tag me at Nicole.Harrop. I love to see it and it means the world to me. I appreciate you helping to spread the word so I can help more women. See you on next week's episode.